But we've got a couple of college boys right here. It's good to have them on vacation from school. And uh, I'm going to ask Josh to come forward first and bring us a special. Then Evan's going to bring one. How deep the Father's love for us, how vast beyond all measure, He should give His only Son and make a wretch His treasure. How great the pain of searing loss, the Father turns His face away. As wounds which mar the chosen one Bring many sons to glory Dear 
Turn with me to Genesis 12 this morning. As we get started, I wanted to throw out a couple of discrepancies about this message. First of all, ready to move doesn't mean I'm going anywhere. Number two, ready to move, even though me and Laura are expecting, that's not the move I'm suggesting you make. But that is a good way to grow a church. (laughs) Genesis 12, 
we see Abraham moving. And he's moving to the place God wanted him. And that's the movement I'll be talking about this morning. You see, I don't think God is a God of complacency, leaving us where we are. But I think He's got somewhere that He wants us to go. And this morning, as we look at this, I want us to ask the question, are we ready to move? Are we ready to get there? Are we ready to reach the place that God has for us in 2014? Genesis 12, if you will, stand with me as we read. Verse 1, it says, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of the, land, the country of, and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and, I make, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and I will curse the him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him. And Lot went with him, and Abram was seventy and five years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan, and into the land of Canaan they came, and Abraham passed through the land unto the place of Shechem, unto the plain of Morah. And the Canaanite was then in the land. And the Lord appeared unto Abram and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. And there builded he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. If you will, this morning repeat after me. Where we're at is good. But where God wants us is better. Let's bow. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you so much for allowing us to come and worship you this morning. Dear Lord, help us to be a church moving in the direction that you'd have us to go. Dear Lord, just uh, thank you for all the many blessings we have here in this church. Just the freedom to worship you here in this country, dear Lord. Dear Lord, thank you uh, for all who've come out this morning just to honor and praise your holy name. Forgive us all our sins. In your name I pray. Amen. First of all, we can look at Abram's story and see that if we're going to be ready to move, it's going to take faith. It takes faith to be ready. Faith is believing without seeing. I'll never forget in Awana, uh, we we did that, and Awana had a a quote in there. It said, "Faith is believing in God's word," and that's true. That is faith. Uh, but I went to quiz or the quiz tournament or whatever, and uh, the Awana commander, whatever, we had a quiz bowl thing set up, and and he said, "What is faith?" And I buzzed in, boy, I was quick on that, and I said, "It's believing without seeing." And he said, he said, son, you know, boy, whatever. That is the right answer, but that's not what we're looking for. 
But this is truly faith. It's believing without seeing. No matter how you describe it, no matter how else you identify faith, simply put, it's believing without seeing. And that's exactly what Abraham had to do. He didn't know where he was going. He had not been to the land. He had not scoped it out. He had not seen the people that maybe lived there. As a matter of fact, he had no idea where he was going. He was picking up his family to move. And he had no idea about the place that he was going. He had to fully rely on God. It's kind of scary. For instance, if I walked in this morning and I told you, Hey, you're fixing to move. Uh, Wisconsin, that's where you're going. And many of you say, well, i got to do this, this, you know. And all the different things that could hinder you all really narrow down to one thing, and it's fear. And fear can hinder our faith. The fear of the unknown. I don't know what will happen. I don't know what will happen if I go over to this place that I don't even know uh, where it is. I don't even know anything about it. God told me He'd show it to me. That's kind of scary. Just put yourself in Abraham's shoes and, and see, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know the outcome. And, and above that, he didn't know how to get there either. The Lord just told him to go and he'd show him the place. A lot of times in our Christian life, we're like that. We don't know what will happen if we take a step of faith. We don't know what will happen if we witness to the friend next door or the person on their job site. We don't know. And that's scary to us. But we can look back at Abram and see his circumstance and see that he probably was in the same circumstance. You also got the fear of loneliness. Just put yourself in Abram's shoes at this point. He's leaving his family. He's leaving the people that he called family. He'll be all by himself. No one there would know him. He had no family to support him where he was at. We do this a lot. Sometimes the journey God has for us, He takes us on, it leads us to a point where we think in our minds, what if I do this and end up all alone? What if I do this and no one's there to support me? No one's there to back me. But I know it's what's God, what God is leading me to do. This could be our fear. Then you have the fear of being let down. You know, what if God doesn't come through? What if I don't make it? What if I get lost? What if the place that He takes me to doesn't work out for me and my family? What we're really asking is what if God does not come through on His promises? And if fear then leads to a lack of faith. Being able to move is dependent. Being ready and able to move into the year 2014, into God, what God has for us in 2014 is dependent on our ability to conquer our fears with faith. God always comes through on His promises. You can look at, through the whole Bible and see every time He promises someone something, He comes through. It takes a realization, being ready to move, it takes a realization that God is fighting for us. If you were to go over 
just a few chapter or a few books in your Bible to Joshua and look at chapter 23 and verse 3 as this very moment when Joshua has defeated all this land that actually God is telling Abraham here in the same chapter that he's promised. They defeated all that. They're dwelling in the land and things are going well. Matter of fact, just a few verses earlier said there was rest in the land from war. These are the words that Joshua spoke. And ye have seen all that the Lord your God hath done unto all these nations because of you. For the Lord your God, he, he that hath fought for you. He is fighting for us. Just like he fought for Joshua. Another verse that you can go to and you can realize that God is fighting for us is over in Romans 8. Romans 8, verses 31 and 32. It says, What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? If you think that God's not fighting for us, why did he give his son to die for us? He's been fighting for us since eternity began. Even though He knew that we would fall under sin and that sin would take us captive, He had the ransom. His Son. And He's fighting for us. And, and moreover, if He's going to give us His only Son, which He spared not, He'll freely give us all things. He is fighting for us. Nothing we can do here on this earth has eternal significance Unless it involves God. Plain and simple. Nothing we can do here matters unless it involves God. When we think that the situation we're in may be too difficult, too hard to achieve, we must realize that God gave us His only Son. He's absolutely proven that He can provide. And if God be for us, who can be against us? If God be on our side, who can be against us? All the mighty forces that this world can throw at us, maybe discouragement, loneliness, persecution, all of it, God will take care of. What does He tell Abram? Look at verse 3 of, of Genesis 12. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Is that a promise that God came through on? Absolutely. Because you see, Jesus is a descendant of Abraham. And all families of the earth, all people of the earth are blessed because Jesus Christ came to this earth and died for your sins. Because of Abraham's descendants, all people are blessed. What an amazing promise that God came through on. And we need to realize that if we're going to move to the place that God wants us in 2014, here at Promised Land, God's fighting for us. He wants us to achieve that plan that He has for us. 
nothing can stop a man of faith when God is fighting for him. Same thing could be said of a woman of faith, but I want to say this. Nothing can stop a church of faith when God is fighting for them. There's no limits to what we can achieve. We can look back on this year and see that there was many salvations. There's many families joining the church. Many things going on. But he's got a greater plan too. He doesn't want us to sit here and say, hey, this is good. Let's sit here a little while and rest. He wants us to keep moving. He wants us to keep going. He wants us to see what is next in his plan. Not only does it take faith, not only does it take us realizing that God is fighting for us, but it also takes people acting on their faith. If you'll look over, and and the reason I put this in here is because there is a discrepancy. Well, was uh, Abraham completely obedient because he took his father? And uh, was he... Did he do it in complete obedience? And as I got to studying that out, I came to one conclusion. Hebrews 11.8. It tells us one thing, and this very thing is what Abram was remembered by. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should, after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out not knowing whither he went. Abraham is remembered in the New Testament for his obedience. Never was he remembered for any fear, any disobedience, any anything like that. He was remembered because he obeyed. That was his action. He had faith and he obeyed. Abraham... uh, he he did as the Lord commanded and he went. He went the way God called him to go. We as a church can't just have faith to go to a place without actually going there. We can sit around and we can say, oh, we've got faith to do this, we've got faith to do that. But if we never do it, what good is that faith? Most of you are familiar with The passage in James 2 and verse 17, it says, Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Faith and action are intended to be inseparable. What good is faith to go where God wants us if we're not willing to go there? I believe that many churches today are not where God wants them because they failed to act upon their faith. Being ready to move rises and falls on your willingness to move. If we're not willing to move forward, if we're not willing to act upon our faith, we're complacent. We're stuck. And we'll never reach the place that God wants us to be in 2014. Next, the the last thing we see in this passage is even though Abraham went, he was remembered for his obedience, and all of that worked out. When he got to the place he was going, 
he praised God for getting them there. And and I've this is one of those neat things that we see in the Bible that we often don't think about. But this church, what it is today, cannot rest upon any one person but God Himself. He got us here. He got us doing what we're doing now. And He is continuing to work in this church. Our accomplishments, whether they be great or small, rest upon what God is doing. Let me ask a question. Are you thankful for what God has done here in 2013? I am. Me and Brother Michael, we get to sit around with a lot of preachers on Monday and talk about their churches and talk about ours. And it's good to go into seminary and talk about our church with a smile on our face and say, God is blessing and being completely honest about it. And then there's other churches that we see and we're trying to encourage because, well, we don't know their situation, but it's not as great. I tell you what, one person on Monday, not at seminary, but as I was visiting somebody, told me they were kind of discouraged because the Sunday before we didn't have anybody join and that had become the new norm. That's great. You look back at this year and our baptistry, it just got a plum workout. And we're down to no leaks. That's awesome. Souls were saved. Families joined the church. Wow, what an amazing year. But you know what? That accomplishment doesn't rest on me, Brother Michael, anybody in this church. It rests on God. He's the one that did this. He's the one that will get us to where we're going next year. He's the one that will accomplish great things and small things and every stepping stone in between. We should praise Him for getting us here. And this morning, as Brother Norman comes, I just want to take a moment. Just like Abraham, when he got to the land of Canaan, what did he do? He built an altar. He praised God. And in this, in this last song of invitation, if, if you want to praise God where you are, that's fine. But I'd ask you to come up here and join me and let's praise God. At this altar. And thank Him for the things that He's done for our church in 2013. And thank Him for where He's going to get us in 2014. Because I think through this church, God can do great things here in Hamburg. If we'll simply be ready to move. If we'll be ready to get to the place He has for us. And like Abraham, pick up the things we have and go.